0: You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Jillian Carter, who is an actor, playwright, and director, has been a friend of the podcast from our beginning, and we were able to sit down in person with her this time. She is always a delight, and I have missed her presence greatly because of the pandemic. We had the opportunity to also meet Dustin Witty, co-founder of Omni Arts Nebraska, managing artistic director and also an accomplished set designer to talk about their intriguing season at Omni Arts Nebraska.
1: I thought that the entire season appeals to you because certainly a goal of mine and from the time that that Omni Arts was founded, our hope was to curate a season with a cohesive thesis. Um, We're not just doing, uh, I could say a bunch of titles, but I don't want to say that. Um, More commercial fare, more sort of populist typical things you would see at community theaters possibly. Um, that could be somewhat random, but to really try and build a season around ideas or concepts that we want to explore about our humanity, about our world. And so this season is based in nature, both the natural world and human nature, and how technology has influenced and and shaped that and continues to influence that. And I feel like with the the selection of titles that are already licensed, the new work, all of that, I feel like we are really digging into those ideas, and hopefully those are experiences that people can have.
0: The first show of their season begins with the play Hunter Gatherers and directed by Jillian Carter. Jillian talked to us about why she wanted to do this play, which even though it's a comedy, it's a little dark. But it challenges the observer to look into ourselves about how we would respond. One of the things
2: that really um, drew me to this script is that it really challenges our ideas of binaries. You know, we have these ideas of, like, there's alpha males and there's beta males. And there's there's straight and there's gay. And there's woman and there's man. But there's a lot of, of blending of what that looks like in this play. It is absolutely crazy. I mean, if you look at the, the synopsis online, it, it yes. starts with, you know, a lamb sacrifice and, and not everybody makes it to dessert. So, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I mean, the, the great thing about this, as we were talking about how, you know, like people's kind of primal nature can come out is that these are really ordinary characters. I mean, they're ordinary people who just get so caught up in a moment and so caught up in everything that is happening on that particular night, that these weird things end up happening, but it makes sense. Like in the play and, and as you see it performed, it makes sense. You're not like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous what is happening here. Right, right. You're like, yep, no, of course that's gonna happen because <laughs> because this happened.
0: Their second play, Marjorie Prime, directed by Dustin Whitty, is a futuristic story of a woman who has a hologram as a companion.
1: So this is, it is a four-person play, I guess you would probably say it's a drama, set in a near future where people are able to have holographic representations of their deceased loved ones. Marjorie is the title character, a woman in her late 80s, who's kind of holding on to days gone by and has a holographic version of her deceased husband, Walter, back when he was still in his 30s. And it's, it's about their memories, and about her transitioning into a world that she doesn't really recognize anymore.
0: I'm intrigued not just by the premise of this play, but the fact that OmniArts will be casting an older woman, since the main character is in her 80s.
2: And one of the things that I loved when Dustin was bringing this up as part of the season was that there's a woman in her late 80s on the stage. Mm-hmm. Like that, That's something that I love about OmniArts, that they the think about... They think Think about what opportunities are we creating and who are we creating the opportunities for to make sure that, you know, people who are not being represented well enough on stage in our community are getting that representation in there somewhere. That's a conversation that happens when he's talking about his season and I love that that's a conversation. I I hope that all theaters are having those conversations now.
0: And the final show of their season is Happy Birthday Lily, written by Jillian Carter which promises to end their season with a bang. Jillian talks about how this story came about. And they were
2: talking about how they'd love to see more nudity on stage, like not sexualized, not, you know, like erotica, just, just being naked. Because sometimes we're just naked. Like if you're at home, sometimes you're just naked, you know? And I was like, I mean, if you want a naked play, I'll write you a naked play. (laughs) So, so I'm sitting in the dressing room backstage while Psycho Beach Party is happening because I didn't have a lot to do during the performances other than sweep stand up off the stage. So I'm sitting in the dressing room and I wrote out the first scene and one of the characters was naked throughout the entire first scene and I had a couple people read it and we thought it was funny
0: so I just made it into a whole play. We love chatting with Jillian and Dustin and it was a great interview. So with that we will let you hear the entire interview with them so you can hear more details about the upcoming shows. OmniArts Nebraska always wants to give new projects and original works a space to be encouraged and a place to grow. And in addition to their shows, there are two remaining events, the Tide Fright Fest, an event to share scary stories, and Yas Ghosts, a new adaptation of Henrik Ibsen's Ghosts that are coming up. So find out all about it here on the Platte River Bard.
3: And we are here with Jillian Carter. She is a playwright, she is a director, and she is a board member at Omni Arts Nebraska. Uh, and we are also here with Dustin Witte. He is the founder of Omni Arts and the managing artistic director. Thank you both for coming today and talking with us.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
3: Absolutely.
0: Yes, welcome.
3: And we're meeting here at the Foundry today, which is yes. pretty neat. First time at the Foundry.
0: Downtown Lincoln. There we go. Well, you guys have an exciting season coming up. Yes,
3: talking about Omni OmniArts Nebraska, yes.
0: And right off the bat, Jillian, you get to direct the first one, Hunter mm-hmm. Gatherers. Yes,
2: we are starting off the season super strong. Great. So we are. our season is based around nature and technology, and okay. so Hunter Gatherers is really diving into that nature aspect of our season in that Mm. it looks at um, humans today, well, 2005, but basically today, Mm. and how they um, kind of, you know, have evolved from primal human beings, from hunters and gatherers, and what that looks like in their psyches now.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's like paleo. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's,
2: pre- it's pretty cool, you know, because everybody has a little bit of caveman, cavewoman, yeah. person in them. Oh, yeah. And what does that look like when it comes out? Right. So.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> how, how did you come about finding this play? Did someone write it for you? No. So this is a play
2: that um, Dustin and one of the cast members, Shandy Anderson, Came across and just reading and loved. And Dustin, Shandy, and I were all at Doan together Uh in 2000. And we had planned on doing a senior project together, which was going to be this... Play called Album, which is about uh, two couples who get together every year and they're kind of reminiscing about their lives together. And looking back on it now, we realize it was a horrible script. It was just, it was was (laughs) not good. But we loved it when we were 18. You know, when you're 18, your taste is a little different. So this is almost like an updated version of that, in that the three of us are going to get to do something together that is also about two couples who get together every year and have this, you know, interesting, intertwined history together. So this is something that I think has been, you know, 20 years in the making for us to get to work on together. Wow,
0: how exciting. And it sounds like it's going to be kind of... A wild ride. Oh my
2: gosh! Undergatherer yes. sounds no crazy. <laughs> it is absolutely crazy. I mean, if you look at the the synopsis online, it, yes. it starts with you know a lamb sacrifice, yes. and yeah. and not everybody makes it to dessert. So, but but I mean the the great <laughs> thing about this, as we were talking about how you know like people's kind of primal nature can come out, is that these are. Really ordinary characters. I mean, they're ordinary people who mm-hmm. just get so caught up in a moment and so caught up in everything that is happening on that particular night that these weird things end up happening, but it makes sense. Like, in the play, and and as you see it performed, it makes sense. You're not like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous what is happening <laughs> right, here. Right. You're like, yep, no, of course that's going to happen because, <laughs> because this happened. It's really... It's it's such a fun time and it's such a wild ride and I think it's it's weird but it's accessible and yeah. that's really what Omni Arts is is good at the that's things great. that if you try to explain it out loud you're like mm, I don't know about that but you go and see it and you're like oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs>
3: just yeah you just have to come see it just come see right. it
0: right and no animals are harmed in the making no of no, that no, that. Absolutely, no not. absolutely not <laughs> just want to make sure you don't yeah. have any picketers <laughs> <laughs> there you go. we put it out there so <laughs> well that sounds like a lot of fun how big is your cast for that yeah. so it's just four oh it's just really? four people and um percentage. two of them have
2: never done an omni art show before oh. wow. so that's really exciting to get some new people in there cool. it is um dustin witty here is one and then oh. shandy anderson who i mentioned earlier who you mm-hmm. know was integral in a girl and getting this um into the omni art season mm-hmm. and then aaron mills and tyler can't I can't think? Rennie. Couldn't think of Tyler's last name for a second. Tyler Rennie. So Aaron Mills is commuting in from Omaha oh, wow. to be in this. And Tyler Rennie is the associate director at Beatrice Community Players. Oh. I was say, that's so a familiar name. Yes, exactly. Jamie so players. he's coming in from Beatrice. So that's how excited they are about this project, that they are willing to make, you know, 45-minute trips to come in nice. and rehearse.
0: Right. So. Wow. I love that. I, how uh, much fun is that? I know. So it's a little bit. So we, there was a disclaimer on the play just to say. So there was some disclaimers just so people know. Oh yes, it's not necessarily a family.
1: No, no. I just want to. In all of our materials them. and and uh, when you buy tickets, even uh, there's uh, a content warning okay. about violent and sexually explicit, uh, both language and okay. content
2: on yes. stage. Okay. <laughs> so, yes.
0: Hey, well, sometimes you need a good word. I mean, my <laughs>
2: older kids are going to come see it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's for but older I'm also folks, that yeah. kind of mom. That's all right. Um,
1: <laughs> and, I mean, it, in a lot of ways, that's fairly typical to many of the productions right. that yes. we yeah. choose and produce. Um, and it, I think, you know, like, I don't ever want to say something's rated R. Or, no. Or, but – um it can create a vehicle for conversation if you've got people who are willing to observe that and and place it in the context with the people they're watching it with. It, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Absolutely. I think that when people leave this show, they're going to have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not... You know, you go to a play, and as you're driving home, you're like, yeah, that was fun. And then you go to sleep. This is going to be hour-long conversations yeah. about, Ooh, that really got me thinking about this. Yeah, and do you remember yeah. the time this? I mean, yeah. this is, it's, what would it's you a thought-provoking, do? Yeah. Oh, wow. fun show. Wow. That's cool. The play is really
1: fun in that it kind of uses... I don't know, our understanding of stereotypes. I mean, we'll immediately okay. understand that this is two couples getting together for dinner. And the actors don't really have to work that hard to explain that to an audience. Like, we'll see that. Right. But then as things start to kind of go off kilter, as things start to get more extreme, then as an observer, I think you have a lot more to look at about yourself and your own uh, yeah, impulses, desires. Absolutely.
2: Right. One of the things that really um, drew me to this script is that it really challenges our ideas of binaries. You know, we have these ideas of, like, there's alpha males and there's beta males, and mm-hmm. there's there's straight and there's gay, and there's woman and there's man. But there's a lot of, of blending of what that looks like in this play. Mm-hmm. And with, um, you know, someone that comes in and you think is just, like, the strongest, very forceful alpha type of person, and then you see them you know, breaking down and getting vulnerable. And the same thing with someone who seems, you know, super, super straight, so much you know and and i like that that it doesn't everything doesn't have to be one or the other because as people that's not how we are everything exists on a spectrum whether it's gender or femininity or masculinity or sexual orientation Mm -hmm. everything has this lovely gender and you don't have to fit on one end or the other you can be in the middle right you Mm -hmm. can be anywhere on there
0: and well i think you can still always just love yourself exactly and i think that's part of it is that um you know i always worry that somebody doesn't appreciate who they are who Mm -hmm. their being is whether what a regardless of identity but they don't appreciate their own body yes anything about themselves i think everybody
2: has those insecurities and everybody is worried about being 100 percent authentic and what that will come off as to other people and that's one of the thing one of the conversations that i think this play can play a part in yeah is talking about like you know Bad things happen if you hold it in and right. bad things happen yeah. if you repress things down because eventually they're sure. going to explode. You can only pack so much in before right. it has to come out. Right. So
3: they're sort of put in a situation where uh, sort of all the societal, everything is sort of stripped away and yes. they and they're, they're just themselves now
2: with exactly. nothing
3: else sort of imposed on them. Right. And all the rules, no rules now. Yeah. yeah. You can be and whatever you are.
1: That's And that's a theme in the play that... Well, and that was part of it because Shandy, who's in the show playing uh, Pam, is is the person who suggested the play to me initially and I read it mm-hmm. and I was very excited about the script but was a little nervous to see if we could pull it off sure. if we had four people who would be just right for it. And we do. Um, but, but like that stripped away quality that... That we try yeah. to exist in society and play by all of these rules, unspoken or spoken, but but we're still mammals. We're still biological creatures that have millennia of programming, of survival impulse, of <sighs> yes. all of this. And if we're allowed to
3: really get into that and express That's that. That's the thing. That's interesting.
2: yeah, That's cool. I, I, I like that. And I think it's important to say, too, that this is really funny. <laughs> well, and, we're getting, it like, doesn't deep it have dark. to be, though. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're getting deep and dark and into stuff, but mm-hmm. but there's so much in it that is very humorous and that is very loving and that is really okay. enjoyable on sure. that level as well. Yeah. And I always feel like the best plays are both. You mm-hmm. know, the audience has to be allowed to take a breath and to laugh. you got to let him up for if, a second. Yeah, yeah. If you just go for an hour and a half or, you know, some plays three, four hours of... Oof. Of down and dirty oh, and drudgery, right. like how do you come out of that as as a happy human being? Yes, yeah, right. oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> feel beat up by exactly. The end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you gotta let him up mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. well, and that's what life is. Life isn't always like that. Exactly. Life, whether whether it's appropriate or not. Things are funny right. when things are funny. Right. And Absolutely. humor happens
1: when it happens. Sometimes just the most ordinary comment is really funny in the circumstances. In the circumstances. This play uses that a lot. I mean, you build tension. Yeah. And then you
3: relieve it yeah. with a
1: hilarious one-liner. Right.
3: It's not like they're jokes. It's just it's all situational because somebody said this thing because this crazy thing just exactly. happened. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. been so
2: blessed to work with this crazy talented cast because every single one of them has comedic timing that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times when just having read the script, I didn't think that certain things were funny, and then you put it on its feet, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Well, that's hilarious! That's hilarious! Yeah, I had no idea that was going to be so funny. Yeah. So yeah. the cast brings so much to it. They're that's they're nice. all really really talented.
0: And, and I'm just excited that you get to massage your director muscle.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Well, and originally, you know,
2: the the idea was for me to be playing a part in this. But, oh. but since I got diagnosed with MS and I had just done a play with Omni Arts, I closed out their last season playing Ham in Samuel Beckett's Endgame oh, okay. with Dustin. Oh, cool. And even though in that play i'm just sitting in a chair the entire time it was very physically demanding mm. it was really? a lot yeah just just the emotion and the tension okay. was sure was way more physically than i expected it to be so yeah. after we got done with that i was like I don't, I don't think I can be on stage anymore right now, oh you know, gosh. at least for a while. So I'm calling it like my semi-retirement from performance uh, okay. at this point. But what a what a role to end on. So I'm really okay yeah, if yeah. that's the last one. That's a good one. But, but so I was going to be in it. And then I said, oh, I can't. And Dustin was like... Well then you could direct it. Yeah. And so 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 happy yeah. that I still get to be super involved in this because I had gotten so cool. so attached to the script.
0: So, oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, and I I think you've always felt more um, connected to some of the behind the scenes stuff. Yes. in the past anyway. Definitely.
2: you know, I yeah. started out as a performer, but and, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. but the writing and the directing is really
0: where your heart is. It is. it yeah. is. I
2: find it I find it more satisfying to be part of the the macro instead of the micro. Like I don't want to just do my part. I want to help with you know the bigger things. And right. working with Dustin at Omni Arts has been so great for me because my biggest weakness is the technical. I don't get it. I don't uh, understand it. My mind doesn't work that way. Fair enough. And and so being able to have a technical director, an artistic director, yeah. who's going to take care of that so that I can just focus on what's happening on the stage, not what's happening above the stage and behind the stage and next to the stage, for him to do the lighting and the sound and the set and, and all that stuff, you know, with my input because I, you know, am the director. But he he walks me through that and teaches me without ever being condescending. So I'm getting basically Mm. like a college education from him every time we do a show together because he shows me how to do everything.
1: Well, and we find a way to collaborate. Like, um, because a part of what we do based on our circumstances of producing a play, um, a lot of my interest is in efficiency in in sort of streamlining. Like I don't want a lot of superfluous stuff on stage that doesn't directly contribute to the action or the telling mm. of the story. Okay. It's a part of my design aesthetic. I guess you could say I'm yeah. a little bit minimalist when it comes to scenic design, but also in terms of just telling the story and our reality of resources, time, people, um, It works to find a yeah. way that we're not sacrificing anything. But really, getting down to the nitty gritty of what we're trying to say. Yes. yes, yes.
2: And I would say, when you walk into an Omni Art show, um, you know Dustin can say that his style is minimalism. But unless you are like a super theater person, you don't see that. You walk in and you see this beautiful set, yeah, and the things that he does because he makes the sets. On his own. Like, you know, every now and then we might come in as the board and help with, like, a base coat or something. But he puts them together. He, he designs it. He does the whole thing himself. So when you come in, he's created this whole world on the stage. And so, yes, he didn't do the extra stuff that wasn't necessary. But coming in as an audience member, you would never think of it as minimalist. Right. You would well, just be yeah. like, oh, this is amazing. Well, this well, is yeah, great. I'm well, in this yeah. world <laughs> now. Yeah. I
3: it's not really taking away so much as, I guess, distilling.
2: Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. feel like minimalism gets a bad name sometimes. People think of minimalism like, as, yeah. you know, like a blank no. stage with actor's blocks uh, on it. And it's not that at all. No. It is a full, immersed world right. that yeah. you walk into. Yeah. But he realized, you know, like, well, I didn't really need, you know, to have a full wall. I can suggest the wall with yeah. the flat, but it doesn't right. take anything away from it. Right. You know, things no. like that. And everything's
3: fine. His, yeah.
2: I, I'm just always amazed when I see the sets that he puts oh, together. Oh, thank you.
1: Well, and we have a great collaboration. We get to bounce ideas back and forth and mm-hmm. think about what works. Um, because I am also in the show, so mm-hmm. so I, I wear multiple hats usually in our productions. But, I mean, that's that's a part of how I, I guess, uh, interpret and understand mm-hmm. a script. Fair enough. Is both thinking about it as, like, what's my role in it as an actor when I'm mm-hmm. in it and um, mm-hmm. And what is this world that we exist in? Sure. Um, so they kind of feed each other.
3: Yeah, they feed into each other, and they mm-hmm. help you create the, 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 the whole thing, really. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely understand that. That always helps me, too. Even just thinking about other parts of it always helps me, and not just my little, my
4: little part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although
3: I got to do some assistant directing recently, and I found out that um, I really like that.
2: Oh, yeah. all right.
3: Didn't expect that.
2: <laughs> no, I thought <laughs> the first time I directed, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. And then I was like, hold on. Yeah. This might be something.
3: I know. And I like working with the actors and I like gave notes and and then I saw things happen. At, and it was like, oh, well, this, okay. It
4: felt good,
3: huh? <laughs> and it felt good. And it felt like I was helping. It felt like I was making things better. Yeah. and And that really jazzed me in a way that i did not expect see, you know, <laughs>
0: and i felt really positive that he would be good at that because when he was in a production he'd come home and i he- i would hear things right <laughs> 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 but now he gets he now he gets to actually be a part of it's been fun all the things you it's know to fun. change whatever things so that, it was that has was be exciting and really oh, it know, is exciting that and I, I definitely see the attraction it, he just wasn't you know he was doing it in his head. I was doing it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> which I think we all do before we tell oh. right, right. it, right? Well, really. I would do yeah. it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that's one of the great things
2: about theater as a whole is that you don't have to be pigeonholed into one thing. You, you don't have know. to be just an actor or just a writer or just a director or just yeah. a stage manager, whatever. You can try all these different hats on and yeah. see yeah. which ones you like the best. And sometimes it can be hard, especially with directing, breaking into it. But But once you get yeah. there, you know, it's it's great. I think it's so funny to me that when we were doing Endgame at the end of last season, I think people had forgotten that I was a performer first. So we were like, oh, you're going to be on stage? I'm like, yeah. But I do that as well. <laughs> that's also you know? I do that. Like you can do one thing for a couple of years, and people forget that you did everything else right, too. Because that's what you so, do now. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. But I love it because I get the imposter syndrome where I'm like, oh, I don't know if you know, oh, I've been okay. a, I've Please. been an actor for so long. Should I be directing? Are people going to take me seriously? And then I get people who don't remember me being anything other than a director, and I'm uh, like, oh, okay. So that was just all in my head. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's where I thought I thought you were more. I I could always tell that's where you were more comfortable. Yes. at least. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so the one after this is Marjorie Prime. and that's, Yes. Yeah, what's that? It's by Jordan Harrison.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's a fantastic play. Um, actually, it was suggested to me by another board member, um, which is great. I love having yeah. m- collaborators involved, supporters involved that go and see things and read things and tell me about them. Um, so this is – it is a four-person play. Um, I guess you would probably say it's a drama uh, mm-hmm. set in a near future where – people are able to have holographic representations of their deceased loved ones. Mm. Um, okay. So not super far in the future, honestly. <laughs> no, but, it's not. But, but it's something that's able to be a, a AI, I guess. You know, you have this artificial intelligence yeah. presence that has most of the memories of your long-lost loved ones. So, oh, so Marjorie wow. Prime, Marjorie is the title character, mm. a, a woman in her late 80s. Um, who's kind of holding on to days gone by um, and has a holographic version of her deceased husband, Walter, back when he was still in his 30s. Okay. Um, and it's it's about their memories and about her transitioning into a world that she doesn't really recognize anymore. Yeah. Um, and her daughter is also a character in it, Tess, with her husband, John. I hope I'm not getting those names wrong. Um <laughs> I've read it so many times, but I'm working on another show right now. Fair so. <laughs> right. sure enough. No worries, um, yeah. But but it's just it's a beautiful play that um, explores memory and technology yeah. and the way that we relate to aging, even in a world that's keeping us alive longer and longer.
3: Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds fascinating. When that's, I, that's really cool. When
1: I first read it, I, as a designer, is kind of where it struck me because I was like, ooh, this is like the Twilight Zone a little bit. There's this kind of like... You could play this 60s it's mod kind of look to some of it. Like yes. that was part of what I got excited yeah. about. For sure. Um,
3: but it's so human as well. Yes.
4: Mm-hmm. Very
3: and sort of Ray Bradbury, Philip K. Dick uh, in, 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 in the vibe the, from the description for sure. And I'm in anything that will inject sci-fi into.
0: Mm-hmm. I was just going to say it kind of reminds me of the Star Trek. Um, yeah. <laughs> TNG episode that I love so much. Oh,
3: my goodness. <laughs> but I love the creative use of yeah. the sci-fi elements mm-hmm. to tell a human story. I mean, I'm, I
1: really like. I'm a huge yeah. science fiction fan. Yeah. I've probably seen every Star Trek episode you would ever oh, reference. Sure. <laughs> but, um, but I love how that can exist as an allegory or as a yes. parable, as something. Just yes. enough distance that mm-hmm. we can be entertained by it, but it's still directly telling us about our, ourselves, our, our circumstances. And so
0: many people are dealing with memory issues with loved ones anyway, and going through that and, and, you know, finally having the day where their, their parent doesn't remember them. So.
2: And one of the things that I loved when Dustin was bringing this up as part of the season was that. There's a woman in her late 80s on the stage, mm-hmm. like that. that is that's something that I love about Omni Artist, that they in the think title about, role. Yes, yeah. they think yeah. about what opportunities are right. we creating and who are we creating the opportunities yeah. for right. to make sure that you know people who are not being represented well enough on stage in our community are getting that representation in Absolutely. there somewhere. That's a conversation that happens when he's talking about his season and I love that that's a conversation. I, I hope that all theaters are having those conversations right. now and realizing what like roles are available. Yes, because yeah. it's not, diversity is not just skin color. It is It is everything. It yeah. is age and it is, you know, physical ability and it is gender I mean it's just absolutely everything mm-hmm. and yeah. so Omni Arts really very intentionally talks about that and looks at that and I appreciate that so much
0: I do too because I think a lot of the theaters are always looking towards young people which is great but then there's you know there's everybody else out there yeah mm-hmm. exactly.
2: Uh, yeah exactly and I mean I'm sorry but I can only play my 20s for so long <laughs> 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 it's, I know, yeah it's true yeah <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Some other parts, please. It's not very community <laughs> theater if you don't have people, everybody in the community. <laughs> it's theater. true. So, have you cast this one yet, or no, you have no? So we'll have auditions, auditions
1: for that early in 2023. Oh. Gosh, Gosh. Yeah. that sounds like the future to I me. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, a March one, right? So yeah, okay. It runs at the end it, of yeah. March. Uh, we'll likely audition in January, you know, earlier mid-January, and then start into cool. rehearsals yeah. on that. But um, it's definitely on my mind. That sounds really cool.
0: And I'm that's... sorry, did you say this was a locally written play? Or uh, no, you... that,
1: that that one is a, a licensed it's production for one of the major yeah. companies. Oh, how nice. Um, though. I think there's maybe been a local production of it in Omaha, um, but but I don't know anybody else that has done it locally. Right. It's fairly recent, uh, written in at least after 2010. I don't remember I'm when it first say, premiered yeah, It would have to be. Yeah. New were, at least. I love it. Yeah. For sure. No, that's
0: great. And then you have, um, in June, you have the happy birthday, Lily, which Jillian wrote. Happy birthday, Lily.
2: Yes. (laughs) So this is obviously the one I really want to talk about.
3: So written... Not directed, but written? Written. Written okay.
2: by Yes. So this is my first um, full one act that's going to be produced. We did Omni Arts last year was kind enough to do a stage reading of it. We actually did it twice with two different casts, which Ooh, was yeah. really exciting. Ooh. As a writer to hear two completely different sets of people. Dude, um, yeah really gave me such great insights into what was playing well and what was on the page, but what the actors were bringing to it mm. and stuff like that. And so that was really well received, I would say. Mm-hmm. We got we got a decent turnout to come see it, and, and people were really loving it. So uh, Dustin decided to put it into this season. And then Dustin and I together are going to write a companion piece to make it a full night of theater so we'll have Happy Birthday Lily as the first act and then the second act will be some monologues and vignettes that that oh. we are going to collaborate on cool. That is so. wonderful. Yeah. I
0: love that that mix. That's yes. a great mix. Mm-hmm. It's
2: going to be great. So
0: this isn't the one that you took to the play festival in Kansas. This is because no. that was the one that you wrote with with one of your kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No.
2: No. What went on it? What? Oh, what did we have at Theatre Lawrence? Oh, that was um, lesbians, KFC, and Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, that's right. That's yes, one. One. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> No, that that was completely different, and that was a ten-minute play. So this is a, a right. bigger, longer thing. Let me tell about this play because yeah. this is yeah. hilarious. Okay. So I was stage managing "Psycho Beach Party." Dustin was directing okay. for Omni Arts, and which how great is that title? Psycho yeah, Beach Party? I know, it's good. absolutely. But so a conversation came up with Dustin and the board president Sarah Zolkowski, and they were talking about how they'd love to see more nudity on stage, like not sexualized, not you know, like erotica, just. Just mm-hmm. being naked, because sometimes we're just naked. Sometimes, like if you're at home, sometimes you're just naked. Sometimes you know. You're <laughs> naked. And I was like, I mean, if you want a naked play, I'll write you a naked uh, play. We'll make a naked play. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting in the dressing room backstage while Psycho Beach Party is happening, because I didn't have a lot to do during the performances other than sweep stand-up off the stage. So I'm sitting in the dressing room, and I wrote out the first scene. And one of the characters was naked throughout the entire first scene. Oh, okay. no. And I had a couple <laughs> people read it, and we thought it was funny. So So I just made it into a whole play. That is awesome. Yeah. And so it is, uh, it takes place at an eighth birthday party, but the party is all off stage. So you know the party is going on, but this is just what's happening kind of behind the scenes at the party in the kitchen, just the adults. So there's three adults, a a man um, and his new boyfriend and his estranged wife. Okay. Uh, and they all get naked at some point during the play. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> naked. Yes. Everybody gets naked at some point. It's the oh, first wow. time the,
1: the ex-husband is hosting the birthday party, yes. hosting Lily's party since the two of them have, have split. split. Yes. Okay. So he feels um,
2: like he has so much to prove right. as newly be a newly single party. dad. Like, yeah. he can do this. Right. Because that's something that women generally take on. We take right. on that kind of child-rearing, throwing the, the birthday parties type of thing. And yeah. And yeah. So he really wants to prove that, that he can do this. He can be just as good a parent as she can, (laughs) but she also does not know that he's gay. Um, okay, so this or is, that his boyfriend's there. Yes, exactly. So it's got that fun oh, mix no. of like sitcom, yeah. kind of yeah. zany vibe, get like that three's oh, thing you know, thing Yes, happening. exactly. You have the threes company thing happening, but you have these really real human moments, like as she finds out and has to deal with that, and as he tries to figure out how to tell her and deal with that. and yes. it's, it's just it's a really nice huh. um, coming out story, yeah. Yeah. I think, that yeah. is couched in. This kind of madcap, zany right. birthday party world, nice. and also naked. Yes, right. exactly. And also <laughs> naked. I mean, but the
1: show is sort of disarming in that way. Like that, yeah. it has the sitcom level that it plays on. There's some great gags and it's fun and quippy, mm-hmm. but it's also very honest. Um, yeah, and there's that that nudity element, <laughs> which sort of just I don't know, like. Maybe that's an intrigue factor for people who sure. come to it. And it's certainly a potential challenge because there are a lot of actors, myself included, who aren't certain how comfortable they are with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But it also requires clever staging and just uh-huh. a way to deal with <laughs> it. You know, we're not
3: sexualizing people. We well, are, and that's the thing. You're not doing erotica. This is no, right. no, it's, no not,
2: it's, yeah. it's not a sexual thing that they're naked. It's just, I mean, just, the, the first just one, naked. he just... He just got out of bed. He woke up. He went to the kitchen to get coffee. He sleeps naked. He didn't put clothes on. Well, you know? That, like,
3: that's. that's- it's
2: perfectly normal that's like, it's going to be weird to the audience but it's perfectly normal <laughs> yes, to do that it is that's not a it yes, shouldn't it is. have yeah. to be such a big deal True. it is difficult though to pitch it as I'm trying to convince people because I realize i got to lay the groundwork right. to get people to come to these auditions right. next right. year right. Right. Yeah, so it's hard fun. to be like I'd love you to audition <laughs> for this play without it sounding like I want to see you naked that's not uh, what I'm right. trying uh, to say uh, I'm just trying to say I'm really proud of this play I think you're a great performer I, I hope uh, that you will consider trying out for it. By the way, you also have to be naked. By, by <laughs> the <laughs> way.
1: Well, I mean, art always explores taboos or things that, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we want to delve into things that might make yeah. people a little, a little uncomfortable and yeah. see what that teaches us about ourselves. Right. Sure. Um, I've seen and with a comedy.
3: Place.
0: why
1: not? And it's
3: a
0: comedy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not like
3: it's, yeah.
0: I've seen Naked Place. It's been about 20 years, but I've seen Naked Place. Yeah, well, (laughs) there was a time
2: (laughs) when I think it was a little more, like, that was a trend. That was something that was happening more frequently. And then we very much went away from that. And I think that American culture, too, is a little, we're a little weird about it, you know? Uh,
3: Oh, didn't Radcliffe do... Daniel Radcliffe oh, to what uh, he did Equus. Equus yep. What, yep. I guess yeah. it's been maybe seven, right.
2: seven years
3: now. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, that's a that's a famous yeah. naked play.
2: Exactly. And they
3: sort of. And but it, nothing really kind of happened after that. I know. Oh, okay. yeah. It was just interesting. Interesting. But, interesting,
2: but you know, like America yeah. is so weird about nudity. When you go to other countries, like like for Canada, their rating system on movies and things is more based around violence. Like they don't want their kids seeing yes. guns and violence, but they don't care if you see a nipple. No. Whereas with us, the kids can see all the violence they want, but goodness forbid right. that you see a breast. You know, yes. so it's, no. right. it's It's completely off. opposite. Yeah, yeah. it, is it really is. It's really opposite. Yeah. Well, yeah. the
0: same with like spas and stuff like that. European. Yeah, small, exactly. You like, know, they've got nude yeah. beaches
2: and toddlers running around yeah. on them. It's yeah, not yeah. such a big deal. It's not a which thing. I'm not saying you should bring your kids to this place. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to be a big deal right. for us to see mm-hmm. a little bit of nudity here and there. Right. You'll just
0: have to have the heat up a little bit or the air conditioner. Yeah, on. yeah that may be. Finding that right temperature is going to be That's right. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> let have a cold That's theater. That's be the challenge.
3: <laughs> Let's have a nice warm theater. <laughs>
0: I love it So do you have Season ticket holders Or do people just They purchase By the show yeah. um,
1: Generally by the show Sometimes okay. uh, For promotional purposes We'll do a season ticket yeah. pass But So the The three uh, Main productions That are at the Johnny Carson Theater At the Lead Center Those tickets are all sold Through the Lead Center Box office Okay um, Which is a great thing We're It's oh, yeah. They're such a great Partner for us And we've been Doing shows Consistently there For several years now, yeah. Such um, a good space, and it's wonderful that we're set up in a way that we really just focus on making the art, you know, um, right. don't have to return phone calls about selling tickets and that kind of
3: thing. <laughs> that's really nice. Because they're set up
1: for that. Yeah. And that's what
3: they do. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so, so on occasion we will do a pass, but, but generally, um, and the other events we try to promote well enough in advance that people can make arrangements. Making There's sure. typically okay. plenty of seating
3: available. Right. Cool.
0: Yeah. That's a great space. It really is. Yeah. 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 We like it. And as I'm I'm really glad that everything worked out during the pandemic for you all and oh, it probably yes. worked out well for not having a shingle, but yes. being able that's, to use that great that's space. That's one of the big things, yeah, Not having that yeah. overhead it was
3: an and, right.
1: advantage.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. It was frustrating, but we are in set up right. in a way that we can kind of just press pause, I guess, if we have to, right. you know. Sure. And and sure. it's not costing us that much more to Mm-hmm. Um, to, to keep, to, to hold. Just, just uh, to, to, right. Yeah. To be on a holding yeah.
3: pattern. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm huh.
0: so, I'm so glad though. I'm so glad that you guys are yes. back and oh, things God, are yes. opening up and it's so neat that I didn't know you guys went to school together. So that's Oh fantastic. yeah. We never knew that. Yeah. It's well, been fun. Well, I
2: dropped out really quickly. So we went to school very <laughs> briefly. <That's> okay.
1: <laughs> but Jillian was one of my first and fast friends. Yeah. Um, she's Yeah. Crazy. When I was starting out at college. Mm, wow.
0: Well, Jillian has gosh. been a friend of our podcast from the very beginning. Oh my gosh. Yes, Love it. she's been in our corner. And <laughs> Very we really main. appreciate everything that yes, she's done. Yes, for so sure, wonderful. Yeah. Makes
3: a big difference. Makes a big difference when you have talented folks such as yourself yeah. helping people like us out <laughs> in our little old podcast.
2: Well, you are you are such a great asset for our community. No. And and no. I, as much as I feel like I'm immersed in local theater, I still learn things from your podcast. Oh, I'm like, good. I didn't know that was going on. I'm oh, so so glad. cool. Thank you for that. So I was doing that. Nice. So that, Thank you. That is really, it's exciting to, to have that and to have a resource like that. So thank you for Ooh, doing what you do.
0: We are happy to do it. We're happy to oh. do it. If we're helping connect community, you know, to theater, that's like Please. our main goal. Yes. And Please. Yeah. We still have a, a lot. We're still finding our footing because um, the pandemic really changed our our whole sort of yeah. perspective on the
3: whole thing <laughs> yeah, yeah right. as did yeah. a lot of folks
0: paradigm i guess is the best word yeah. I,
3: I think we all
2: before. found out how flexible we are or right. or aren't or are <laughs> yeah yeah and just yeah
3: because there's a lot we can talk about and there's I, i'm i'm still constantly amazed every day the more stuff we see between omaha and lincoln how much is going on?
2: Yeah,, it really is. And I think that people outside of our region would be super surprised. We're really a great, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. we're We're just a great spot for new things between Omaha and Lincoln. There's yes. so much a new stuff new. happening mm-hmm. that I think People would be very surprised about. They don't think of us as like an incubator for stuff. No, we really or open
3: to the new. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 we seem to be.
0: And a lot of the smaller communities too are are doing things. Yes, Arnie and North Platte and Beatrice and Fremont and. We, we just haven't been out there yet but i know it's happening <laughs> okay. we'll get there yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get absolutely. There. i mean there's, yeah. there's just
2: there's so much opportunity really for for everyone to be able to get involved and to be able to find things that they are passionate about and that they want to do within mm-hmm. our communities and that's that's amazing because people don't people think of being stuck in the midwest as opposed to yeah, no. you know yes. being able to do the things you love mm-hmm. right. in yes. the places that you're from for sure right. yeah
3: absolutely um and we we are so glad that we were able to talk to you and i think you made your season for me because this is <laughs> – all of these things look wonderful, and I think I'm going to have to see them.
0: I, I think oh, I you hope
2: absolutely you do. should. What, yeah. what
3: a great season yeah. uh, that, that you guys have coming up. I, That's I absolutely hard, cannot wait. It's always
0: hard for us, too, because we do get to hear about all of them. We're like, what do we do? I know. Girl, yeah, like, I'll which ones – I know, because
3: we can't go to everything. And then I'm you know, and then yeah. i in stuff, and then so yeah. then, and then it blocks out groups. of time. No, I get that yeah. FOMO,
2: too. Like uh, We're performing at the same time that um, – Oh gosh, the Orpheum is doing the Life of Malcolm X. Oh, oh, yes.
3: Yes. Oh
2: my gosh, I want to yeah, see it so Aber much, Omaha. but we're performing at the same time. There's nothing I could do. No. I yes. Know. Like I mean, and the, what a, what a great problem to have, though. What's right. right. a great problem right. to have True. that there's so much good theater going on that I can't see all of it. I know.
0: And that's... I did find, because um, I, I have the same problem, I did find that some of their talkbacks, I think, are going to be on YouTube. I oh, think, are they? Okay. I think, I think, I think do... at least you can maybe yes. get in on some of the talkbacks that way. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. So that might be, I yeah. mean, I know it's not, it's a <laughs> consolation prize, but. <laughs>
1: Still, but
0: it's so cool. Yeah, it'll be really because it's so interesting. local mm-hmm. as well.
3: It's not like it's a touring thing coming through. Yeah, it's something that they did here exactly. And I I'm like. I'm glad
1: yeah. that that the entire season appeals to you because certainly a goal really of does. mine. And from the time that that Omni Arts was founded, our hope was to curate a season with a cohesive thesis yeah. um, we're not just doing uh, i could say a bunch of titles but i don't want to say that um more commercial fare more sort of populist typical things Absolutely. you would see at community theaters possibly mm, sure. um, that could be somewhat random but to really try and build a season around ideas or concepts that we want to explore about That's our really humanity cool. about our world yeah. and so this season is based in nature both the natural world and human nature And how technology has influenced and and shaped that and continues to influence that. For sure. Um, And I feel like with the, the selection of titles that are already licensed, the new work, all of that, I feel like we are really digging into those ideas. And hopefully those are experiences that people can have then.
2: Yeah absolutely because one of the great things about how Dustin curates the seasons is that it seems like the pieces are in conversation with each other Mm -hmm. so when you see the whole season Mm -hmm. it's so great to be able to compare and contrast and the same people that you saw in the audience you can walk up to and be like didn't this part of Marjorie Prime reminds you of this part of Hunter Gatherers. Or, yeah. And it's not an interesting how they were dealt with, you know, in these different ways in by the, the playwrights, ways. by the director, by whatever. And I think that those are conversations that I don't get to have very often. No. So the fact that OmniArts makes those conversations happen is, is really exciting. Yeah. Dustin just does a great job with that.
0: That's great. I do like you guys it. ever do Talk Packs?
2: Uh,
1: not typically, but, but my hope is that, and I, and I often hear from audience members that they carry the shows with them for a week or more after the show, they're still Mm -hmm. talking about it with the people they saw it with. Yeah. And we Um. have
2: discussed, um possibly looking into that for some different things like with happy birthday lily and the companion piece that we're writing for it we're hoping to make that kind of a pride event because it's happening at pride it's a coming Uh, out story it's right after our Pride parade so we might have you know something around that involved in it and so so we'll see. But that's yeah, really something that we're we're thinking about. The more collaborations we can have with other community partners, and sure, the better. You know, right. we want we want everybody involved in everything we do because it's just it's a good time. And the bigger our family is, the better for us.
0: I so. love that, and that's those are the kind of people that I want on the podcast because I think that's that's ours feeling as well as that theater needs to be for everyone. Exactly. so I mm-hmm. love that you guys are committed to that and I love and are it. doing some really great work and getting to do directing and writing yes. both, Good Jillian, for you. And with you. the great scenes, and you've been doing this for quite a while. Yes.
1: Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so this is, I mean, this is our 11th season. Um, hitting the 10-year mark is a big deal. Oh, man, But yeah. then, yeah. Bas- like you said, you know, with right. the past few years especially, it's been even more challenging. So then to get to year 11 and to really think about, like, who are we as a company? What kinds of things do we want to support and do and mm. celebrate? Right. So so coming up in the season, part of it was trying to increase our programming a little bit. And maybe that's not the fully staged theatrical production with the four-night run. Right. But right. let's see what other projects we can do to get more performers involved, to get more people coming out to see things. Right. Um, so this Yuletide sure. Fright Fest, which we're doing in December, the end of December. The 27th and 28th was a project that one of our board members uh, and a collaborator, Jason, pitched a- as a way to kind of do get in on the tradition of that ghost stories at the holidays. Oh, sure. I know a Christmas yeah. carol even came from that tradition. Absolutely. But that's, I mean, and that's something that really uh, is an opportunity for people who want to use their voices in a, in a way, um, yeah. because it doesn't have to be so much based in fully costumed and staged theatrical production. It's really right. about this storytelling. Yeah. So I know we'll even be sending out soon an audition notice where we're just seeking a voice
3: audition. Send us cool. a, a brief bo- voiceover. That would be fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That would
3: be a lot of fun. That's uh, Christmas ghost stories. That's such a great idea. It
0: is a great idea. And what a
3: great tradition. I love it. And one of the great
2: things, too, other than people who just, you know, want to do voice acting, is, like, disabled performers and people who can't give a ton Mm -hmm. of time to rehearsals and stuff like that. Yes. This is an event that really allows them to get a chance to hop on, you know, stage and and do things without – putting themselves in their health yeah Yeah, that's
0: great that's really cool I love that you'd be good at
3: that well uh, maybe <laughs> 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 we shall see
0: because you have another one coming up in april that's a little spooky the ghost one so you've got one a yuletide one and then you've got a oh, ghost one in april yes yeah, uh, yeah, ibsen yeah I say it wrong?
1: right no no uh, <laughs> yes ghosts you're um, right with an and, exclamation point yes <laughs> yes and th- that's another project um i i love that that i'm W- that we, as Om- OmniArts, continue to build this community of people who feel like they can pitch an idea. They can have a project that they want to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and so this Yask Ghosts is also from Jason, who's uh, oh, okay. directing the Yuletide Fright Fest. Jason okay. Sansovay. And um And uh, it's his original adaptation of Ibsen's play Ghosts. Uh, Ghosts, right? is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one, I think he's setting it in the 1980s. Uh, It allows it to maybe say some things about AIDS, uh, to say some things about the party scene, about big hair. (laughs) Um, So it definitely has, I think, some messages to share, but also is going to be just a ton of fun. Um, And so a reading of that in April. Yeah, and that's one of the other... um, Not like second stage, I don't want to say that. But the projects that are um, not the fully staged theatrical productions, part of what we do at the Johnny Carson Theater. Um, For sure, but it may be something that you'll see fully staged in the future. Exactly, because yeah. that's one of the great
2: things about OmniArts, too. When we talk about people being able to pitch projects to Omni Arts and develop them, uh, one of the most important things as a playwright is being able to workshop your pieces. And so we did that yes. last year with one of my plays, and now doing it with Jason's play because getting to hear it as a stage reading and you know hear it out loud and see in the moment how the audience is reacting to things, what jokes are landing and what are not, like it makes you such a better writer and makes you able to get it ready for a full production. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that you get an opportunity for easily.
0: So it's big deal. Oh, that's so neat that you guys are doing that. And a lot, and a lot of your season are, is new work. Is that kind of, I, I mean, I read through your objectives and and some of your mission, but you're trying to kind of also make sure that you're always including new playwrights right? work. And and from the beginning,
1: um, we definitely included original work. Um, but also including uh, fresh takes on licensed plays or known yeah. kind of works, Yeah. Um, trying to give that variety. So definitely uh, trying to give a place for things to grow, mm-hmm. these new projects, these ideas, and let them get in front of an audience yeah. before it's a full production, see kind of how it lands, how it plays, uh, yeah, yeah. work with it. Um, yeah, that's always a part of what we're trying to encourage.
0: That's so neat. I love that. And I love the, the idea of doing adaptations. Yeah,
3: like like with the ass goes, because Ibsen is older. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> And yeah. that and that's definitely that 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 updating. I'm like really curious. That, I'm really curious to see an update of well, anything and Ibsen. Well, I think
2: it's, it's going to be so fun because I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Ibsen. I can say that out loud. Fair enough. It's it's, it's not really my bag. Yeah. But I'm excited to see it as a 1980s party scene. Yes. You know. Right. So I think Ibsen people can be excited to see what the adaptation is like, and people who don't love Ibsen can be excited yeah, you don't to, to know see anything. what it's it like. Matter. You know. Yeah. So right. I just I love that it it opens up the possibilities for audiences because yes. it's not hoity-toity and academic. Like, I don't have to do a deep dive into script analysis to understand what's happening (laughs) once you put it in the 80s. I'm like, oh, I get that now. Yeah.
3: I know what
0: that is. No, that's great. I love that you guys are doing that. That's cool. (laughs)
2: Hey. <laughs> well and I feel like I I know it's only been, you know, a few years that you've started this podcast, but I feel like you've watched me grow because Aww. I've gotten to have all these different opportunities. I would say you've gotten you a lot come of opportunities from yes, your way. I've I've been very lucky that way. Yes.
3: But And you've been killing it. Thank
2: you. Yes. But so I feel like you've let me come on for every opportunity that I've had. And Aww. so you've got to see me go from I kinda wrote this little play to <laughs> Well, I'm part of the season. <laughs> so, you know, so so I it's really it. it's really nice to get to talk to you
0: about that. Oh, we are (sighs) just so honored, really, for both of you to come on and talk about this. And Jillian, you've been a friend of the podcast since the beginning, and a, and a good supporter of it because it sounded crazy coming out the gate. I know
2: that.
3: Yeah, I know. It's it stupid didn't, it little didn't, idea. It,
2: it never sounded crazy <laughs> to me. I knew how much was going on. And so to have yeah. one place where we could find out, you know, all these different things and get to cool. hear and, and for it to be accessible, because I think sometimes, I mean, you've had on some big names in our area. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those people, I'm like, oh, I could never, you know, go talk to so-and-so and try to get into that. But then I hear them on your podcast. I'm like, oh, that's a normal person. Been,
3: they're all just yeah. yeah. Everybody's been so Every nice and so welcoming. Yeah. Seriously, everybody, yeah. everyone that we have talked to. Well. Guys, thank you guys so much. Thank you to yes. Jillian Carter thank you. and Dustin witty Thank you guys so much for taking the time coming down here to the Foundry talking about it. I know Justin just came from literally building yes. a <laughs> set.
2: And we're literally going to go straight into rehearsal. Okay. Oh, yes. Back into rehearsal. That's right. All All right. To work. I'm, I'm Back I'm glad to that you it.
0: carved out the time to talk to us. It was just really nice to, yeah, to talk you. to you about your season. Yeah, thank, thank you for, you so having, much for us. having us. All yeah. the time, anytime. Awesome. Hunter Gatherers opens November 2nd and runs through the 6th. The show will be performed at the Johnny Carson Theater in Lincoln.